the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Chief Terry Zeigler by the inmate they were transporting who managed to fatally shoot two, possibly with their own weapons. President Trump says his sit-down with the North Korean leader this week took the prospect of peace between the Koreas one step closer. This is the beginning of the process. As for those skeptics finding it fault with the president's negotiations. Anyone can make war, but only the most courageous can make peace. Our world has seen more than enough conflict. If there's a chance at peace, if there's a chance to end the horrible threat of nuclear conflict, then we must pursue it. Some lawmakers have criticized the president's agreement to suspend joint U.S.-South Korean military exercises. This is SRN News. Were you born persistent? When you hear the word no, do you find two or three different ways to hear the word yes? My name is Nick Anderson, and I'm the general manager of The Patriot. We are searching for a multimedia account manager to join our already great sales team. We're looking for someone that when they hear that word no, that they can take a step back, be creative, until they hear that word yes. I'm looking for someone who understands the importance of marketing during both the good and bad times of our economy. For more information, call our sales manager, Mike Murphy, at 651-289-4418. AM 1280, the Patriot Intelligent Radio for the Twin Cities and really the world, if you think about it. Listen to us wherever you are online at am1280thepatriot.com or with our free mobile app. Also, speaking of intelligent, Mr. Mitch Berg and the Narn comes your way in just a few moments. But first, a quick look at that forecast. We'll see some off and on rain throughout the day today. However, some sun, but very hot, a daytime high of 94. Heat index values as high as 102. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The shining spot of red in the sea of dismal, dingy institutional blue. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot, making talk radio great again. Of course, this is the headliner edition. Brad Carlson, The Closer, tomorrow, 2 o'clock till 3, here on AM 1280, The Patriot. Oh, oh, stay. if you're a Brad fan, I can't talk. I can't talk about it yet. But, boy, if you like Brad... Well, it's going to be, be a big uh, couple months here, so stick around for that. That's uh, There's an announcement. I can't say when it's going to happen, so you're just going to have to stay tuned to AM 12A, The Patriot, 24-7 until the news comes out. See how I did that? Uh, also, King Banyan, a uh, good friend, a charter member of the Northern Alliance, heard every Saturday morning from 9 to 11 on her sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. Together, we're the Northern Alliance Radio Network dominating Twin Cities weekend radio for 14 years and counting and not slowing down even a little. In fact, perhaps even speeding up just a little bit. Anyway, it's been a busy week. By the way, we have a very, very busy show today. This is an, an uncommonly busy show. I, I normally 
might book a guest every couple weeks, and today we've, we've got them piling up like after-dinner mints around here. Uh, Colonel Tony Schaefer makes a return appearance. He was with us a couple weeks ago talking about looking ahead at the North Korea summit. We'll be looking back at it and looking forward to what it will lead to in the future here, uh, coming up a little later on the hour here. Next hour, we've got Professor Richard Sander from UCLA, author, one of the authors of Moving Toward Integration, talking about how the affordable housing and the integration uh, efforts over the last 50 years have helped some things and, and hurt others. It'll be an interesting discussion. And Bill, uh, Bill Doherty of the group Better Angels, which is trying to work to bridge this nation's social and ideological gap. In other words, trying to get uh, the good guys, conservatives, to talk to the idiots. Well, you see, there I'm doing it. I, this shows why a group like Better Angels is so very, very necessary in our society together, because the good guys have to try and, and, and do a society with all the rest of them without shooting each other. And that's uh, that's what we'll be talking about uh, sometime in the next hour with Bill Doherty of Better Angels. I'm being facetious. But on, on the other hand, as our good friend Dennis Prager says, we are in the middle of a second civil war in this country. It's a cold civil war. Uh, and may it ever stay thus. Uh, and, and by the way, it's not the worst it's ever been in this country. You look, 1928, 1828, perhaps you recall 1861, rather difficult time for this nation. But on the other hand, it's not pleasant out there. We don't get along well as a people in this country. And, and that'll be the subject of our discussion with Bill Doherty and the entire subject of the group Better Angels. We'll have more information about them later on in the broadcast here. Speaking of trying to get along across the aisle with people who just need to get smacked upside the head, um, I got to say, if you've listened to this broadcast for this last, I don't know, 14 years or so, you, you know I'm a, I'm a bit of a Second Amendment advocate. I know, I know, I hide it well. Uh, but I have always been sort of hot and cold on the National Rifle Association. I mean, they've done a lot of, they've, they've done the work of the angels on so many areas. And yes, they have their critics. And in some cases, those criticisms are just and valid. In other cases, they, they, other cases, they dramatically lack context. And of course, anything, uh, in terms of criticism coming from the left these days is pure propaganda. No, they're not a terrorist organization. No, they're not the lobbying organization of big gun money because there really is no such thing in this country. It's a, it's one of the biggest, most powerful grassroots organizations in this country. And of that, I'm proud. And I've been ambivalent about the organization nonetheless over the past, I don't know, 25 years. I've been a member. I'd, I'd sign up for a year and let it lapse and sign up again five years later for a year or two and let it lapse. And I think I was a member for like the last couple of years. I've been a member for two years running now, which is probably the longest continuous membership I've had. And in the wake of the anti-NRA propaganda over this last couple of years, my my account was getting down towards lapsing, and I started getting the telemarketing calls from the organization, which, by the way, are by far the most annoying thing about the National Rifle Association. Uh, Wayne LaPierre, if you're out there paying attention, dial it back there, big guy. I know it's all about the marketing, but holy cow, the telemarketing campaign is so annoying. And it's just way over the top. And I get it. You need to, you need to keep the urgency level up there, but you almost sound like a late night infomercial for weight loss. For the love of God, dial it back. Anyway, I did get one of their telemarketing calls saying, uh, not so much the telemarketing as they say, Hey, your, your account is just about to, your membership is about to lapse out here. 
And I, I thought back over this last four months. I thought back uh, over uh, the the hysteria that the anti-gun, the anti, the the, the pro-criminal safety movement has been directing towards the National Rifle Association for this last four months, also forty years, and. And kind of thought back over the greatest hits, especially of this last four months, of of young Mr. David Hogg referring to NRA members as as terrorists and calling it a terrorist organization, uh, of uh, some of the local uh, gun grabber groups, uh, m- frankly, just making up stories about the organization, about the organization's supposed racism. By the way, this is the the organization that armed and trained Martin Luther King's bodyguards, and which originally mustered itself into an organization in the late 1860s, early 1870s to defend what? The rights of freed African-Americans to defend themselves from the Klan. So hearing all of these scabrous and defamatory attacks, I thought briefly about about just re-upping for another year yeah, just saying, okay, put it on my tab. I'll, I'll I'll get in for another year on this because it's necessary. It's needed. It's just, these are the times when every real American does have to stand a post in their own little way, even if it's only uh, if it's only financially, uh, as well as in terms of your free time and your effort and your energy and your your dialing finger, if nothing else. And I thought, boy, after this last four months. Perhaps re-upping for another year isn't enough. And that thought, combined with, quite frankly, a very good discount for signing up at this point, let's be honest, I am half Norwegian and a quarter Scottish, and I do squeeze 15 cents out of a dime. That being said, between the two things, and it was a combination of both, idealism and and, and prudence and, and, quite frankly, uh, being a cheap scoundrel, I, I felt it was time to send a message to the likes of Master David Hogg and to the likes of Protect Minnesota that rather than sending him a message every year and in dribs and drabs, I was going to send a message with the rest of my life on this planet and re-up as an NRA life member. And that I did something I thought I would never do. So I'm one of the big bad ones now, and I couldn't be happier and prouder. So take that, David Hogg. Take that, Protect Minnesota. Take that, Moms Want Action in Every Town. Take that, Survivor's Lead, whoever you are. I'm one of them now, and I always will be. There's nothing I can do about it anymore. <laughs> anyway, that that is something I'm I'm happy and proud to announce. So, and I, by the way, I urge you all if you care about your Second Amendment rights, not to mention the first, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth amendments as well, uh, to put your money where your beliefs are. And it doesn't have to be the National Rifle Association. I'm also a member of the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus. They need a buck or two because, boy, they are duking it out, as we've been talking about ever since the Delu- uh, Rochester DFL convention uh, and the, the last legislative session where, in f- fact, they did make their first move to come for your guns. I, I urge you to, to join up and grab a spot in the line to help out because this is all hands on deck, folks. Anyway. 
that just a, I thought I'd mention that real quick here. The, the big news, obviously, this past week was as just as we discussed last week during the broadcast, uh, Donald Trump's summit in North Korea. And at the end of the summit, I mean, <laughs> I thought it was really interesting as we were heading up to the summit and during the summit itself, uh, you had this interesting swerve in midstream. It's like watching Gail Sayers or, or Walter Payton or, or, or who's another good running back from the la- within the last 30 years? Uh, Terminator Barry Sanders. And- Barry Sanders. That's the name I was looking for. That's right. Or LeBron James for that. And if you want to change sports, sort of like turning in mid-stride and, and breaking several laws of physics. Thank you, by the way, for any sports information I have to turn to, to Terminator and uh, for, for, for that. Because so, I don't know if it's not baseball. I don't much care. Anyway. Uh, watching these people turn on a dime and give you two cents change in midstream, going from before, say, going back a month or so, where they were chiding President Trump for not being diplomatic enough, for being too crude, for taunting Kim Jong-un via his Twitter account by basically name-calling, by smack-talking the guy. Like they're out on a basketball court somewhere, and and the the hum the, the fumfering and the harumphing about a well that's just not the way you, you you do diplomacy you you don't call people names you don't you don't act like this is some sort of pickup basketball game, and 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 chiding the president and his supporters for for not being diplomatic enough, and and for for negotiating hard playing hardball with negotiate with something something that no recent american president has done it's been 30 years since you've had an american president who treated negotiations as well negotiations <laughs> something where you're actually trying to get something for your side out of the deal uh, and by the way, we'll be talking about the negotiation processes, both of Donald Trump, Barack Obama, and Bill Clinton when we talk with Colonel Schaefer in, in just a bit here. But this is the first time we've had a president since Ronald Reagan who actually treated negotiations with partners who can nuke you as what they deserve to be, something you fight to win, something you fight. And when I say win, I mean get something out of that benefits you and get something back for what you give up. And Ronald Reagan, of course, did that. I mean, you may recall, and then again, if you're under the age of 40, you may not recall. At Reykjavik in 1986, when Ronald Reagan was negotiating on strategic arms limitations with Mikhail Gorbachev and the negotiations weren't Turning into negotiations, it was more stalling and more backpedaling on the part of the Russians and uh, the Soviets. And uh, President Reagan picked up and walked out. And you recall the way the world's landed punditry practically lost bodily control, saying that the world was on the brink of nuclear war and and, and watching the, the Union of Concerned Scientists roll the atomic clock up to seconds before midnight. And what happened? Sometimes walking away wins the game. Anyway, in the meantime, now Donald Trump, too diplomatic with the North Koreans, yet really can't win. Which brings up a dilemma, which we'll get back to on the Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot.
I'm sure glad you're my sister, Addie. Yep, you're my best buddy. Mom says you were their little surprise. What would we do without you? Well, you'll probably get your own gum. Yeah, that's true, but you're worth it. Hello, my name is Carrie. I work with Pro-Life Across America, the billboard people. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives to abortion or needs post-abortion assistance or would like to support the life-saving work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America, educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Good day. Welcome to our show. We are here celebrating with Premier Pool and Spa because they're celebrating the nicer weather with, what else? A huge hot tub sale. Yeah, what was with this weather? Hot one day, cold the next, snow then, then rain. I don't know what's coming or going. That's why it has never been a better time than to have a hot tub or an all-weather pool from Arctic Spa. Yeah, why would I want to sit in a hot tub in this heat? I can't believe you. You are in control of the temperature. So if you want the water cool, it's cool. If you want the water warmer, that's fine too. So in the summer, I can have a cool tub, and in the winter, I can have a hot tub. <laughs> I get it, eh? You're pretty smart. We all need to have quality products in Minnesota because of the harsh climate. It isn't only the really cold, but also the really hot that can make an outside product fall apart. Yeah, cold to hot in record time, just like this weather. So if you're looking at hot tubs or swim spas, have a look at the Arctic spas. Visit Premier Pool in Janassen today, premierpools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously. Discover Legacy Christian Academy, a pre-kindergarten through 12th grade school serving the Northwest Metro. Located on a 30-acre campus in Andover, Legacy's mission is to equip the mind and disciple the heart of each student for Christ-like living. Legacy promotes academic excellence through a distinctly biblical worldview. Legacy's challenging academic program yields students who are both prepared for college and sensitive to the Lord's will for their lives. Students are not only engaged in learning, but are actively involved in all aspects of student life. Known for their phenomenal fine arts programs, state tournament caliber athletic programs, and their wide variety of clubs and activities, Legacy has many opportunities for your child to shine and be involved. If you're looking for a community for your child to grow and learn with steadfast dedication to both academic rigor and Christian principles, Legacy Christian Academy is the place for you. Learn more at lcamn.org. That's lcamn.org. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Don't forget, Americans for Prosperity coming up today at 4 o'clock. Representative Jim Nash is on the show talking about corporate handouts and a look at the economy. Women with down my street. On the Minnesota economy, naturally. From my window, I'm staring while my coffee goes That's Jason Flores on Americans for Prosperity, continuing the domination of our conservative talk radio on the weekend. There's a lady that I used to know. Absolutely. So check them out every Saturday. She's married now or engaged or something, so I'm told. Yes, I'm going to walk this up to the post. What are you going to do about it? Is she really going out with him? Is she really going to take him home tonight? Is she really going out with him? So, 
So watching the fallout from the end of the of, of Donald Trump's meeting with Kim Jong-un in Singapore last weekend, uh, even as the broadcast was beginning, I, I thought about a couple. First of all, I, I was kind of, for all you Trump fans out there, got to say, I'm kind of disappointed by the end result of the uh, summit. Uh, I don't think Trump got nearly as much out of Kim as we should have. That being said... I also take Trump at his word. This is the beginning of a process uh, that this isn't over. And that's the big difference, by the way, between this administration and the previous several is that the summit was not considered. I don't think that the absolute be all and end all of the negotiation as it was with Barack Obama, who would get together, have a summit, sign a treaty or more likely uh, slip uh, a for- an agreement with a foreign power around Senate, uh, around the Senate, uh, unconstitutionally so, uh, and call it a done deal and then scamper away and ignore it when it turned out not to be a done deal, as happened when Obama negotiated, end quote, with the North Koreans. So we'll see what happens. We'll be talking about that with Colonel Schaefer in a couple minutes here. But it, it started me to thinking. Now, if you've listened to this broadcast, you know I was not, have not ever been a big Donald Trump fan. Going back to 1986, couldn't stand his personality. Still can't in a lot of ways. And I didn't vote for him. I wrote in Scott Walker, and times I think I'd do it again. But John Hawkins had a great piece uh, in Majama's Media this last week about, uh, well, the five weirdest, most disjointing things about being a conservative these days who isn't crazy about Donald Trump. And, and it's it's a great article, and I actually linked to it, I believe I linked to it this past week, at shotinthedark.info, my blog. I, he starts it off, Donald Trump was not my cup of tea in the Republican primaries. Well, unless the tea was bitter and poisoned. Suffice to say, although I started out as a Trump fan, I was not rooting for him to win the GOP nomination. Well, he's one up on me. I was not a Trump fan. I was not rooting for him to win the nomination. I was a Scott Walker guy until Walker dropped out and afterwards. Uh, so he goes on to say, I don't feel bad about not believing Trump could win because, let's face it, even a lot of true believers starting to give excuses about whom they'd blame when he lost. That's the truth. I mean, some of you, out there, it's, it's been very fashionable in some circles in the GOP to say, I was a Donald Trump from the beginning. I never lost the faith. And here I am today. Well, good for you. Uh, that being said, John Hawkins points out the five things that are the weirdest, the most dissonant about being a non-Trump fan and a conservative these days. I thought it was interesting. Number one, uh, Donald Trump's been a much better conservative president than than I, John Hawkins, in this case, thought he would be. Maybe Trump is just jumping over a low bar, says Hawkins, because after listening to some of the crazier answers he gave during the primary season, I wouldn't have put the chances of him nuking Norway at zero. On the other hand, maybe we don't ask enough of out of Republican politicians, because I'm pretty sure if you just focus on what he's done and not what he says, Trump's performance in office has been orders of magnitude Better than Jeb Bush, Marco, Marco Rubio, or John Kasich could have ever delivered. He's cut regulations, pushed through tax cuts, smashed ISIS, recognized Jerusalem as Israel's capital, helped get the NFL back on the right path. Maybe too little too late right there. Uh, delivered brutal beatings on the liberal press. Yes. Uh, got a lot of judges confirmed, including Neil Gorsuch. The, the economy is doing really well. It just goes on and on and on. And it does. He's also impaneled the most conservative panel of my lifetime. Yes, even better than uh, better than Ronald Reagan's cabinet. More conservative than Ronald Reagan's cabinet. I guess it's a synonym. Better, more conservative. This is a conservative station, after all. And there's no way around the fact that 
while Donald Trump is not a conservative and his policies, some of his policies really do smack conservatism in the face. I'm looking at you, trade wars. Uh, nonetheless, he, he's, he's done a much better job as a conservative than I could have ever hoped. Number two, I'm really surprised the Democrats haven't made it an effort to bring, this is John Hawkins here, uh, effort to bring any of the people who didn't vote for Hillary back into the fold. Uh, Hawkins says, I can understand Democrats writing off a conservative like me, or me, because even if Alex Jones is duking it out with Todd Aiken for the nomination someday, I still won't vote for whoever the latest socialist is that they run. And that's so very, very true. Uh, And yet, Big Left thinks that if they just talk slow enough, all the people who forsook Hillary Clinton will come back. And, and in fact, they seem to be doing their best, if, as, as we saw in Rochester two weeks ago. They seem to be doing their best to further alienate those who felt alienated enough from the Democratic Party to have forsworn voting for the inevitable Hillary Clinton, postponing your coronation perhaps indefinitely. If you are a Rust Belt industrial worker who's been working at a super America for the last 10 years because you can't find a manufacturing job, for that matter, if you're a, a copper miner, a, a miner of any kind up in the 8th Congressional District, which 10 years ago was one of the safest Democrat districts in the United States, every bit as safe as Minneapolis or St. Paul, the 4th and 5th Districts, and which now went for Donald Trump by double digits in the last election and looks likely, very likely, to send a Republican to the House that's not an upset victory this fall, you'd think that the Democrats, including our local DFL, would be working overtime to try and win these people back. And yet this convention in Rochester two weeks ago was a finger in the eye of every hardworking union member, private sector union member anyway, in northern Minnesota. They don't care. And that blows my mind. This is not just an electoral opportunity, but an electrical, uh, electoral, (laughs) perhaps electrical as well, must have for these people to win. And yet they're kicking them under the bus like they're at the World Cup. Anyway, uh, so that's that's as a conservative who isn't a huge Trump fan, you'd think this would be a vulnerability play to all those dispossessed uh, former Democrat for uh, blue collar workers. Number three, who's more annoying? Team Trump can never do anything right or Team Trump can never do anything wrong. Yeah, Donald Trump, some of his fans are kind of a personality cult out there. And yet the only thing worse than the person, the Trump personality cult, is anyone who calls themselves hashtag the resistance. A bunch of plush bottom yuhus whose resistance meeting gathers at Whole Foods and goes from latte to latte in their in their Priuses and going to their jo- government union jobs to plot what's best for all the rest of this this is not resistance so if there's anything out there that can make me forgive the trump personality cult it's the trump haters i hate to say it oh you know who you are on both sides
Number four, despite the fact that I, John Hawkins, could and do criticize Trump a dozen different ways, I spent an inordinate amount of time defending Trump because how bad a lot of the media criticism of his has been. And it's not just in the media. I mean, the media, the, the, the frankly, uh, not, not just biased, but frankly hacky media coverage of Donald Trump. And when I say hacky, I mean PR hacky, as in the, the mainstream elite media has said in as many words that their job is no longer just to tell the story, not just to pass the facts on to people, but to advocate against Donald Trump, to, quote, denormalize Donald Trump. This was a literal, a direct quote from people from the newsroom of the New York Times and the Washington Post on the broadcast on the media back right after the election. This is a national public radio broadcast. It is sort of the id of the American media elite. I'm surprised that Republicans haven't found that tape and, 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 wa- and, and wave it around in public because it's absolutely nauseating hearing the media say, yeah, forget this telling the news thing. We're out there to get a result. And as much as I ha- can and have criticized Donald Trump and will continue to on so many levels, hello, tariffs and trade wars, it's impossible not to defend anyone almost against the hackery we've seen from our so-called news media and i kind of resent it (laughs) finally number five nobody in the republican establishment of the democratic party seems to think anything was done wrong in 2016 and the years leading up to it hello leaving all of us conservatives dangling in the wind while you race for the middle like a bunch of john mccain juniors Frankly, Republican Party on the national level and to some extent the state level, to the extent to which Donald Trump is a repudiation of the Republican Party, you do it every you did everything you could to deserve it. And while I am not and remain a, a non-Trump fan, that's where you've left us. Colonel Tony Schaefer uh, joining us after the break here to talk about the fallout, if you will, from the North Korea summit. Go nowhere. It's the Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. Montessori, an educational model that is founded on the premise that all children are natural learners with curiosity. Hand-in-hand Christian Montessori specializes in one-to-one learning instead of one-size-fits-all. Montessori activities work with children's hands and minds at the precise, critical period of a child's development. I'm learning to be a leader by helping younger students in my classroom. Learning is so much better when it's hands-on. At Hand in Hand, I get to make my own choices. Schedule a tour now at Hand in Hand Christian Montessori, where preschool, elementary, junior high, private school, homeschool students love, learn, and lead. Call 651-784-7988 or go to hihcm.org.
The skills you can develop as a soldier in the Army National Guard can give you an edge in the high-tech job market of tomorrow. The Guard offers career training to take advantage of your skills in science, technology, engineering, and math that can help give you a leg up to a high-paying and rewarding STEM profession. Get a head start on your career while earning money to pay for college. Log on to NationalGuard.com to learn about all of the STEM career opportunities in the Army National Guard. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. Past attendees, when asked about Scott Black's leadership awakening, just smile, shake their head, and say, I can't explain it, but it changed my life. Mr. Black from Like It Matters has released two half-off vouchers for his leadership awakening in Minneapolis, Sacramento, Dallas, or Richmond. Leadership awakening is regularly $2,000. Now with this special offer, is just half price at $1,000. Go to am1280thepatriot.com, click on deals. Leadership awakening, taking commitment, not applicants. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. It takes a lot of courage to face your own death, but I'm glad I finally did. See, I was putting off getting life insurance to protect my family, even though I knew it was important. Then my neighbor's husband died. I watched her struggle emotionally and financially. It really made me face reality. If my husband died, how would I pay the mortgage, the car payments, or keep up the life the kids and I had? I realized I needed to get us life insurance right away. So I called AIG Direct. In less than five minutes, I had a quote. I was shocked at how affordable it is. Just $14 a month for $250,000 of term life coverage. I feel so much better knowing my family has protection. Call AIG Direct right now for a free no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you can save up to 70%. Call now, 1-800-458-3263. That's 1-800-458-3263. 1-800-458-3263. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488. The Northern Alliance. Give us a call. Also on Twitter at hashtag NARN show. Girl, Tony, Sha- Tony Schaefer expected momentarily on the broadcast here. It's uh, plenty to talk about, as always. Uh, it's always fun to get someone who has uh, been neck deep in foreign policy for some time. Uh, it's, it's been an interesting week in a lot of ways. As as the, the president negotiates uh, for the fate of a good chunk of Asia and uh, millions of lives potentially on the line as we deal with a madman dictator, Big Left still remains, shall we say, just a tad detached from reality uh interesting this last week on 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 twitter uh lena dunham who we've talked about in this broadcast in the past the writer and uh executive producer of the uh cable series girls which i've never watched i mean just has never had the faintest interest in in, in it for me but she's she's been rather famous as a, as, as one of feminism's most misbegotten leading voices over this last I don't know, seems like 20 years how long has she been a star? I think she became a, a a thing during the 2012 election, I want to say, 
when she did one of her moronic YouTube ads uh, in favor of voting, voting for the, voting to protect your right to, to have an abortion on demand and, and enjoy the heck out of it, I think it was. Uh, and she's gone on to, to bring that same level of, of class and discernment to uh, everything in, in political life since then. She had a tweet this past week, which I have to say was a bit of manna from heaven for me social media-wise. Yeah, she she wrote, I'd honestly rather, f- and by the way, this is sort of the exposed id of modern third wave feminism, uh, so right in your face here on Twitter. And I quote, I'd honestly rather fall into one million manholes than have one single dude tell me to watch my step. And by the way, this got, as of last uh, week, it had something like 5,000 uh, retweets and 10,000 likes. And it was, it was, by the way, just further evidence, case in point, if you will, of why I, I hate Twitter. <laughs> because this is, this is the stock and trade on Twitter. It is, it is everything that's wrong with social media with the dumb refined to a fine sheen. It's almost as like, almost as if social media stupidity was a knife, a dull knife. And Twitter hones it down to a sharp, but still stupid edge. This is Twitter. But I couldn't resist. I mean, you put a statement like that in front of me, and I'm like a cat uh, with a piece of sausage out in front. Do cats eat sausage? I have no idea. I don't think so. Thank you very much. My cat does, but my cat's weird. My cat also loves bacon fat. But then who doesn't, really? I mean, my cat, my cat's a dude cat. It's a boy cat, so naturally the cat loves bacon fat. Where was it? Oh, yeah, Lena Dunham. Speaking of bacon fat, I'd obviously rather fall. Wow, did he go there? I'm sorry. It's not the better me speaking. I'm sorry. Okay. I'd honestly rather fall into a million manholes than have one single dude tell me to watch my step. And, and this was accompanied by the sound of, of men, guys, nationwide from coast to coast, prying manhole covers open, hoping that this might be the one. And I couldn't help but respond. It was like, uh, like a cat with catnip for a, 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 a statement like this. On behalf of every man in the world, I say carry on. And I hope she died. By the way, that became by far the most liked and retweeted tweet I've ever made in my entire life on Twitter, which in a sense depresses me to say that I have a, quote, life on Twitter because I hate Twitter with an abiding passion. It's, it's like I said, if you were to refine dumb down to its... If dumb is charcoal, Twitter is diamonds. Okay? Does that get the basic idea across? 651-289-4488, the number, call, uh, number to call. I'd honestly rather fall into a million manholes than have one dude tell me to watch my step. By all means, do. By the way, we had some uh, interesting news this past week as as St. Paul and uh, Minneapolis careen towards uh, the ultimate in virtue signaling, impaneling a $15 an hour minimum wage for both of their respective cities. I mean, Minneapolis is on its way towards raising its minimum wage. Uh, city of St. Paul, like the yapping little dog that it seems to be when it comes to Minneapolis, chasing along, saying, hey, us too, us too, us too. Uh, every dumb policy that uh, Minneapolis's Chavezian city council uh, implements, uh, St. Paul cannot be far behind. They, they want to keep up with the Joneses in every possible dismal, self-destructive way. 
Uh, and by the way, the Minnesota DFL in their convention a couple weeks ago also largely endorsed moving Minnesota as a state towards a $15 an hour minimum wage. The, uh, the lunacy of this policy started to do surprise, surprise, show up exactly the way we conservatives said it was going to. I mean, the inevitable conclusion, if you're paying attention, is that a $15 minimum wage fights poverty in exactly the same way that gun control addresses crime. Uh, Washington Examiner this past week came out with a piece from the University of California, uh, Irv- uh, UC Irvine, actually, an economist named David Newmark, uh, published by uh, the Employment Policies Institute, found that over the course of multiple decades, raising minimum wages doesn't reduce poverty in disadvantaged neighborhoods. And in fact, the analysis finds that every single dollar increase in the minimum wage raises poverty rates and government dependency by about 3%. By the way, the, the report also found that cash welfare does absolutely nothing to lower poverty. And and this is something that we conservatives have been warning not just progressives, but the rest of society about uh, ever since the idea was broached. I mean, ever since the idea of the minimum wage itself was broached back, I don't know, 50, 60 years ago, there, there was very little in the way of minimum wage in this country for decades. During the years of our greatest economic growth, there was no such thing as a minimum wage, or it was so low that it didn't matter because the market drove the prevailing wage at any level of the economy well beyond it. Just as it does every time that the economy is in any of its bouts of of prosperity. For example, for those of you who were around and in the job market in the mid-2000s and before in the mid-1990s, you had, but when the, I mean, my favorite example of all, back in the mid-1990s, when America was rolling in the prosperity from the cashing of the peace dividend, thank you, Ronald Reagan, during the Clinton administration, after the Clinton administration got driven to the right by the 1994 Gingrich Revolution, and the economy switched into supercharged turbo puree mode, the 20 years ago, you had places like McDonald's and Burger King and Subway at a time when the minimum wage was $5.50 an hour, but the effective minimum wage at, at fast food joints for burger flipper jobs cranked itself up to $8 an hour 20 years ago when 8 bucks an hour was the, worth the equivalent of $10 or $12 an hour today. Because the shortage of labor means the supply of labor uh, becomes harder to get and becomes more expensive. Now, those wages dropped when the economy went in the tank and the supply of labor uh, exceeded the demand. But here we are now getting into another stretch of time where the supply of labor, depending on the market you're in, is way beyond the actual, uh, excuse me, the supply supply of, of jobs is greater than the supply of labor. In fact, for the first time in American history, there are more openings than there are job seekers which isn't entirely good news because it's still because a lot of people have left the job market for good. But still, if you're out there looking for work in almost any segment of the American economy, it is a great time to be out there on the market. So 
And, and by the way, when I say almost any segment of the American economy, not everyone. I mean, if you're out there graduating from college with a degree in, in, in Hindu poetry, the supply of jobs as a Hindu poet or, or a professor of same in the American educational system, academic system, probably fairly minimal. But in a lot of other areas, in fact, most of the other areas where actual people seek actual work, it's a good time to be looking for work. And and there's no need in, in when, when the economy's going well, there's no need for a, a hike in the minimum wage. And when the economy's going badly, then the minimum wage just ensures that more people get laid off. But to be fair and accurate, raises in the minimum wage are not about lowering poverty. They're not. You look at the effect of minimum wage hikes on, on communities of color and low income, especially you'd almost think they were intended to be racist, to heap more poverty and indignity on the African-American community and the Latino community and, and every community that is, that is heavily under the poverty line. And it'd be very hard to prove you wrong. For example, this report says, take, for example, the minimum wage, the founding fathers of progressivism, University of Wisconsin and the like, uh, saw the discriminatory aspects of the minimum wage as among its selling points. Uh, said Sidney Webb, of all the ways of dealing with these parasites and unemployables, the most ruinous to the communities to allow them unrestrainedly to compete as wage earners. E.A. Ross, the extremely influential progressive intellectual and author of the Race Suicide Thesis, which was intensely bigoted against Chinese labor in the early part of the last century, explained the benefits of a minimum wage with a with a with a jaunty little quip in his voice, number uh, quote, the Chinese immigrant uh, they use their term term we can't use on the radio cannot undo outdo the American, but he can underlive him. In other words, if you force employers to only pay a white man's wages, he will only employ white men. Just like gun control, the roots of the minimum wage are in nativism, racism. Forcing out the native, uh, forcing out the immigrants and the minorities. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. Let's take a break. So, Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM twelve eighty, The Patriot. Open Gangnam Style. AM 1280, The Patriot. Oh, thank goodness. Honey, it's Terminix. The ants are everywhere. I don't know where they're coming from. It's a good thing you called when you did. A single colony can have tens of thousands of ants. You could have one colony or several. There's only one way to find out. If pests like cockroaches, spiders, centipedes, scorpions, mice, rats, or ants have invaded your home. HQ, I've got a confirmed ant colony in the upstairs bathroom. Terminix will scour every hiding place and stop them in their tracks with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. For a free pest estimate, call 1-800-719-1227. There's a second colony in the downstairs crawl space. Repeat, two ant colonies. 
Terminix is America's leading termite and pest control provider with 90 years experience and expertise. I knew it. Found an ant nest 100 feet out in the backyard. We got them. For your free pest estimate, call Terminix. Defenders of home. 1-800-719-1227. That's 1-800-719-1227. 30-day money-back guarantee at participating locations. Limitations apply. See plan for details. I was skeptical when I heard that your family bank could help me pay off my mortgage and get out of debt in under 10 years with my current income. Hi, my name is John. I'm a Patriot listener and a financial executive here in town. As such, I understand numbers. Using your family bank, my family will go from a $292,000 mortgage with 22 years remaining and $40,000 of additional debt to being totally out of debt, including the mortgage, in 9.8 years. We'll save $103,000. If you don't have a program which will get your family totally out of debt, including your mortgage, in less than 10 years just by redirecting your current cash flow, you need to talk with Daniel of Your Family Bank, who's right here in the Twin Cities. Thanks, John. This is Daniel Altwig of Your Family Bank. My friend, there's no risk nor obligation to find out for yourself. Go to daniel.yourfamilybank.org, click on the Request tab in the upper right-hand corner, and leave your contact information. daniel.yourfamilybank.org. That's daniel.yourfamilybank.org. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. It takes a lot of courage to face your own death, but I'm glad I finally did. See, I was putting off getting life insurance to protect my family, even though I knew it was important. Then my neighbor's husband died. I watched her struggle emotionally and financially. It really made me face reality. If my husband died, how would I pay the mortgage, the car payments, or keep up the life the kids and I had? I realized I needed to get us life insurance right away, so I called AIG Direct. In less than five minutes, I had a quote. I was shocked at how affordable it is. Just $14 a month for $250,000 of term life coverage. I feel so much better knowing my family has protection. Call AIG Direct right now for a free no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you can save up to 70%. Call now, 1-800-458-3263. That's 1-800-458-3263. 1-800-458-3263. How low can you go? Death row? What a brother know. Once again, back is the incredible rhyme animal, the uncannibal. Hey, I'm 12 the Patriot. Hey, don't forget, tomorrow, 4 o'clock, here on AM 1280, The Patriot, the Justice Hour with Andrew Parker. Uh, you can be talking about the Trump-Kim Summit and Keith Ellison for Attorney General of Minnesota. I, and, and just saying that sentence should be enough to, A, well, do two things. Number one, send a shiver up your spine. Keith Ellison, say what you will about him. I mean, he's he's about as far left as you can get in this uh, in this world without dropping off the edge of the world. Yes, I made a flat earth reference, but it's entirely metaphorical. So st- stop, stop, don't go there. Uh, but it should shiver, send a shiver up your spine, the idea of him being the state's chief law enforcement officer. And yes, after uh, 16 years, uh, 20 years of Mike Hatch and Laurie Swanson, it's hard to believe that they are, the Attorney General is in fact a law enforcement officer and not just a, a fundraiser for the DFL. But in fact, that is the case. The idea of Keith Ellison, the person who spent the last couple of years as the co-chair or deputy, deputy chair, I forget, some uh, a higher up at the DNC being the state's chief law enforcer and the, the, the person who directs the state's legal efforts should 
terrify you to the core of your political being and should drive you, by the way, out to Doug Wardlow's website to pony up a buck or two because uh, it's high time that conservatives got out there and put their money where their mouth was when it comes to some of these uh, some of these races that actually have a disproportionate and and massive effect on life in Minnesota. Believe it or not, the attorney general's race does exactly that. I mean, if you're having trouble finding a job, if you're having trouble finding a market, if you're having trouble dealing with government regulations in this state, look to the attorney general as well as the legislature and the governor for the reason behind that in this state, a state that should be boundlessly prosperous isn't. I mean, a state that's lagging behind its neighbors in the Dakotas, Iowa, Wisconsin, for crying out loud after all these years, Wisconsin's unemployment rate is lower than Minnesota's. And you can put it on Mark Dayton's doorstep. So anyway, Keith Ellison running for attorney general, first of all, yes, should terrify you as someone who has to live in this state and deal with the fallout of the shenanigans in that office, as you have been for, well, almost 50 years now since the DFLs controlled that office. But also, evidence, if any is needed, that the DFL has become the extremist party, as much as the likes of Lori Sturdivant and the late Nick Coleman would chant up and down that the Republicans are becoming too extreme. The idea of a, of a DFL that has endorsed Aaron Murphy, Aaron May Quaid, uh, Matt Pelican and Keith Ellison. Well, he hasn't been endorsed. He's running against the DFL's endorsement, which is, by the way, the funny part here, watching all these DFL officials, uh, people who were elected with the full unstinting support of the DFL, violating the party's endorsement to endorse, uh, to, to, uh, to campaign for Keith Ellison against the endorsed, against the person that the grassroots of the party endorsed. Uh, ultra-liberal loony Matt Pelican, as we've talked about over the past couple of weeks on this broadcast, it's I, I'm not going to say that I'm indulging in schadenfreude watching the DFL uh, wrap itself around its own axle here. But we both know that I am doing exactly that. By the way, Colonel Schaefer, uh, not able to make it with us here today. Doesn't seem we're, we're going to try and, uh, round him up for a future broadcast in the near, very, very near future here. Uh, he's one of my favorite guests and we, he's obviously an immense demand. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll get him on here shortly. Uh, speaking of Donald Trump, I just have to say, as, as someone who has never been a, a particularly a fan of Trump, although I've developed some grudging respect for him in a lot of ways in, in the time he's been in office as a conservative, I just have to say it's, it's interesting to watch all of the reasons why I think Donald Trump is probably heading for a second term here. Uh, and at a local level, I, I, I had this driven home this past week. Uh, a friend of, of my blog wrote me an email this past week uh, pointing out there's a lot of heated conversations on her neighbor's uh, neighborhood Facebook page about this uh, Minneapolis 2040 plan. Now, if you haven't heard about it, Minneapolis is uh, 
a, a uh, has adopted a long-term uh, 22-year plan that basically wants to turn Minneapolis into a city of high-rise, uh, high-density apartments and basically get out of the single-family house uh, business. Uh, friend of the blog writes, uh, the NIMBY, not in my backyard principle, is rising to a new high dudgeon. He posted the idea uh, a while ago on, on uh, a post about some cards that Minneapolis, Southwest Minneapolis homeowners are sending out. These are people in Southwest Minneapolis, which is a nice neighborhood. I mean, it's a place that sort of a staging ground for people who leave Minneapolis to move to Edina and West Bloomington, Eden Prairie. It's it's a nice part of the city. Uh, the the fellow says, I'm certainly not a revolutionary, but I'm fa- in favor of local democracy, which seems more and more like a revolutionary idea. And he says this in the context of a card that certain homeowners in southwest Minneapolis, the, the really, really nice part of the city we're getting, saying, quote, you received this card because you said something denigrating about renters. Check your privilege. You purchased your home for $15,000 in 1972 with money saved from your summer job. Uh... uh Blah, 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 saying, up, uh uh-oh, your homeowner privilege is showing. A friend of the blog writes uh, from his uh, excerpts from his uh, Facebook posting, many people, including me who live in Minneapolis, did not want this increased density, but a growing number of Minneapolitans do want it. Have we reached a tipping point in which those who do want, uh, in those who do want more density? As with others here, I am not very likely to be swayed by being virtue signaled and shamed. It's not a race or class. It's economics. You buy low, you sell high. It makes perfect sense. The idea he has is, is it time for Southwest Minneapolis to secede from the rest of the city? It's all the rage these days. I say go for it. (laughs) Speaking of affordable housing, we're talking with Dr. Richard Sander when we come back on his new book, uh, Heading Towards Integration, on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Good day. Welcome to our show. We are here celebrating with Premier Pool and Spa because they're celebrating a nicer weather with what else? A huge hot tub sale. Yeah, what was with this weather? Hot one day, cold the next, snow then, then rain. I don't know what's coming or going. That's why it has never been a better time than to have a hot tub or an all-water pool from Arctic Spa. Yeah, why would I want to sit in a hot tub in this heat? I can't believe you. You are in control of the temperature. So if you want the water cool, it's cool. If you want the water warmer, that's fine too. So in the summer, I can have a cool tub, and in the winter, I can have a hot tub. (laughs) I get it, eh? You're pretty smart. We all need to have quality products in Minnesota because of the harsh climate. It isn't only the really cold, but also the really hot that can make an outside product fall apart. Yeah, cold to hot in record time, just like this weather. So if you're looking at hot tubs or swim spas, have a look at the Arctic spas. Visit Premier Pool in Janassen today. PremierPools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say, you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play the Patriot Minneapolis. It's time to throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite AM 1280 to Patriot hosts in high quality with Alexa and Amazon Echo. We can all agree that a good education benefits students, their family, and society as a whole. Education shapes your child into the person they will become. 
Join your local hosts, Rebecca Hagstrom and Mark Durkin, as they explore how to get the best education for your child while ensuring that the values you're teaching at home are being respected. From cursive to curriculum and everything in between, school is now in session. Education Nation, Saturdays at 6 p.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. The following is a true story. My name is David Bryant. When I was 37, my wife and I decided to get term life insurance through SelectQuote. Just three years later, I was diagnosed with ALS, also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Because of life insurance, the people I love most in this world will be protected no matter what happens to me. I know that the dreams I have for my family can still come true. Financial security, to stay in the home we became a family in, and for our children to be able to go to college. I reached out to SelectQuote because I wanted to share my story. If just one person purchases life insurance, I know I will have made a difference. SelectQuote can find a 37-year-old male a $500,000 policy for under a dollar a day. If there are people you care about, you need life insurance. It may be the single most important financial decision of your life. Don't put off protecting your family. Get your free quote now. Call 800 671 7070. That's 800-671-7070. 800-671-7070. Or go to selectquote.com. This is a paid endorsement. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Not available in all states. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Fueled by... Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.